0: TV show, movie, or book from your childhood has continued to have the most influence on your life as an adult?
1: I would say my big fat Greek wedding. It is still one of my go-tos, but it was at the time the most representative of my narrative experience as an immigrant into the United States Mm. and all of the things. It's like, the line, like, Tula eats something. I'm like, yes, but then you tell me to lose weight at the same time. What is up with it? Like, that um, sense of not feeling 100% belonging, it was the first movie that allowed that and not be about, like, not belonging into a clique in high school. So it was definitely ah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Nice. It's a good one.
2: How good, about you? Good.
0: Um, I'm going to go with Ghostbusters, actually
1: hide my but money the on og goonies. or the or the new oh, one yeah. like we have to talk there are versions now so oh yeah we yeah to- well
0: we're talking from my childhood which would have been <laughs> okay. a long
1: time ago okay, okay. we have so, to clar- gonna- clarify yeah because the, the some people OG, don't know yeah,
0: yeah ghostbusters yeah. number one and i think it was the uh that that t- and now the goonies was is a second like a high second along with voltron actually But interestingly enough, all of them are ensemble shows. They're all Uh team-related. They're all Uh team-oriented. And so guess what kind of work we're doing now? (laughs) Oh, look, team dynamics.
1: I feel like I'm going to break down that theory in my answer. (laughs) I was like, wait, does that mean I'm supposed to work in family dynamics if mine is my big fat Greek wedding?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that only works for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> the movie that came straight to my mind was uh, dirty dancing, which I saw as a little girl. And I remember feeling like, are you really showing us this movie? Cause it sounded bad, but it wasn't that bad, <laughs> but it definitely, I think affected, you know, like wanting, wanting to fit in and be your own self, but still hold your integrity. And, and the, the idea that the ex- expectations that people had for you didn't necessarily line up with your integrity. Yeah. Plus, it's dancing and fun. So,
1: yeah. I think <laughs> uh, my favorite quote is, no one puts baby in a corner. Isn't that from that movie? Right? Yep. yep. In that case. And then sometimes but- you just, like, wish when you're, like, by yourself and you're, like, I wish I had that dude yeah. there. And yes. Then you realize, That's not the case. <laughs> Who
2: doesn't wish for Patrick Swayze, really? And his <laughs> cheerleading. Don't get offended. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. My quote that I always think about is when she goes, I carried a watermelon.
1: Oh because yeah, I she, like got gets that in, and scene.
2: They're like, what are you doing here? And she goes, I carried a watermelon. And they're like, okay. And I just, okay. I think um, it resonated a lot to me as like a junior high, like older elementary school girl <laughs> trying to figure out how to fit in. And then your mouth says something that you're like, nice. Great job. Great job, Kimberly. That's just absolutely cool. You're yeah. so cool. But <laughs> well, she does end up being very cool. So I think right. it was encouraging to mm-hmm. me. I felt hopeful.
0: You got to first bring the awkward, right? That's
1: so. definitely a gift of mine. I feel like that's the nineties, right? <laughs> like trial by awkwardness. That, that is that was too. The 90s. I feel like the
2: yes. current teen movies are, everybody's way too cool because when I was growing up, the, the characters in the movie were like messy and awkward and lost and fumbling. Now everybody's like an influencer <laughs> in the movies, you know?
1: Yeah. I get that. Or like, they just like, they don't give a character development arc, like the whole remake mm-hmm, of Mulan. Mm-hmm. We won't go there, but oh, like, yeah. like cultural appropriation aside <laughs> and like not doing their <laughs> research. Um, they literally gave her no arc. She was like, perfect. And so people were like, she's so boring. And then mm-hmm. they, they complained it's the actress and her acting. And I was like, no, no, no. Uh, literally. No. She just didn't have anything to work with. So uh, yes. Yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: Right on, right on. And to our listeners, welcome to the Kimberly & Coach Show, where we bring you actionable practices you can l- use in your leadership and collaboration. Today, I'm Coach Kimberly, right next to me. And with us is Roran Killian, marketing Woo! expert and social media maven ex- expert in that space in many things, actually. So, Roran, thanks so much for <laughs> hanging out with us today. We're super excited to uh to to hang out with you
1: thanks for having me i'm excited it's so fun yes all the titles they're like how do we describe you and i'm just like i'm just a happy human poking you (laughs) to think more humanically is that a word that is a word it is now (laughs) it is today Yeah, and, and what I'll share with our
2: viewers is that we have actually been walking alongside each other through many variations of what we do, as we've kind of found our footing and who are how are we expressing who we each are we actually met each other through a co working space here in Austin, like,
1: maybe seven years ago. Seven years and- ago, because Sam, Sam, who is our fellow friend, shout out to Sam. She, shout out to Sam. Uh, we all started our businesses pretty much within the same year. Sam and I started within the same month. So we're called business twins, but
2: yeah, yes. we celebrated
1: a seven year anniversary this year and you we are like, we made it ish yes. total different versions of who we are. But we've like, we feel really old as entrepreneurs now when we talk to baby startups. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: We all were in the baby startup phase seven years ago. So it's it's been yeah.
2: fun to, to travel alongside like a group for so long as there's all the twists and turns of that journey. And right now you are talking a lot about human-centered marketing. So can you give us a rundown on the big ideas? What do you mean when you're talking about human-centered marketing?
1: So human-centered marketing isn't something that is like totally new, is my disclaimer to start. It's something okay, that fair. has always existed. Um, but it is something that is needing to be acknowledged and it is the focus back to the human relationship that a single person is, is building with another person. So if we think Mm -hmm. back beyond the industrial era, like back in the day, ancient times, these businesses thrived because they were building human relationships. And to this day, you will find businesses that are thriving that do not have a social media presence. Like the, that is actually like the standard. It's like (laughs) shocking, right? Yeah, but (laughs) 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 yes, it's okay. And actually it is a uh, standard of a credibility. If like you got like that OG, like, like like um Asian restaurant that is like a hole in a wall that you never know but then like you go and you feel like you went back to your homeland that's how I feel on it and you're like this is legit in that space and they have zero social media presence but they are full to the brim and people are like how does how do they stay in business and how do they continue thriving in business? And even during the pandemic, right? Like restaurants had it hard during the restaurants, but these restaurants survived despite not having a social media presence. And it's purely because they focused on the people since day one. And humanized, human-centered marketing and business is just saying, instead of constantly focusing on traffic and expansion and getting the next customer, wow. focus back on why we're supporting this customer Um, And then in turn, how are we impacting our community? So it is a pendulum swing back into humanity. And a lot of the innovation spark of it is um, based off of just our shift as businesses. So you see the rise of social commerce businesses and things like that who retweet, they're tired of corporate America or corporations, and they wanted to focus back on human beings. And since the pandemic, it is now mandatory to think in this perspective. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people always hear about things of like the great resignation, the shifts, the shutdowns, like people right now are like, oh my God, XYZ company is having hiring freezes. And I was like, yeah, they've been VC funded for years. And they literally have been like (laughs) <laughs> like churning and hustling and burning through clients. Like the, the turnover rates are insane in clients and in customers and in employees as because they don't mm. treat human beings. And so, yeah, of course, when VC mm. pulls funding, they die. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, you see the list and it's like, that's not a recession sign. It's a, they should have died it's forever like, ago and they're finally. It's a dying. consequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like it, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so human centered marketing is what, what, When I talk about it with other marketers, with my clients who sit in CMO positions and stuff like that, they're just like, oh, thanks for finally giving me language so I can go to my boss and say, instead of giving me these transactional numbers, it's this. And really emphasize brand loyalty, right? Like we talk about, we've been 10 plus years in the digital marketing space. We have all the bells and whistles and you're still hustling, there's something wrong. If you've been doing marketing right for 10 plus years, your social media and your online marketing shouldn't feel like a hustle fest all day long. And that's because it's if you build in your ongoing base who seeks out your content because they're genuinely excited like you, like a raving fan, ironically, later the scheduling just came out with a um, newsletter where they wrote an article of like how to turn your fans into stands. And I was like, I've been saying this for years, you know, <laughs> how I get brand loyalty, look at K-pop groups and figure out why there's so much standom behind it <laughs> in that space. Basically. Right. So, yeah. but all of that's the human centered relationship. So basically if I had to boil it down. Mm-hmm. Is we look at the human relationship that you're cultivating with your customer. And then we look at the impact that you're creating in the world. And that is the power behind your brand, your relationship and how you treat your customer like a human being is what gets them through that door, but they stay and bring a friend because they have a larger purpose that they're seeing yes. you going towards that they want to continue support no matter the recession coming mm-hmm.
0: through. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit. Okay.
1: Uh, something <laughs> that we were
0: talking about over email um, yeah. with the with with, with this approach of human-to-human uh, centeredness coming back around, we still have this interesting quandary in business world. Mm-hmm. That's how much should businesses be responsible for commenting on, adjusting to, and maybe even setting social responsibility. In, with, all, with all the things that are happening, and in, in today, you know, we're recording in 2022, um, <laughs> lots of, just, lots a, of few things. Things just a
1: few things happening in the things, world, <laughs> just a few yeah. things, like you know, the, just like you know. four mass shootings that happened yeah. in the last week as we are filming yeah. this and stuff like that. Sorry, we have to call add it out. In right? a like yes. Add in yeah. a Penta- pandemic, yeah. add mm-hmm. in black lives matter, add in all the things like, a war. Yes. right. And so, you know, yes, I mean, yeah. And the, war.
2: Yes. Well, in the midst of all these things that are happening, some companies stay silent on whatever is Mm -hmm. happening. Some companies are very, very involved and see themselves as leaders in the space. How do Mm -hmm. you, as someone who helps companies with marketing and social media, and how are you positioning yourself? How do you help them navigate as they try to figure out how much to interact with current events? Right. And and even even we're talking mostly about crisis situations, and there are many in this particular couple of weeks, but also just uh, topics that are happening that aren't necessarily a crisis situation, you know, the Supreme Court decisions and policy pieces and things like that. And so or
1: like, you know, a recall of like baby food, for example, Yes, like, yeah, that's that's a great example, the baby food shortage and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Right. So. Um, It goes back to values and mission and people are like, why? Oh God, roll (laughs) their eyes. I wrote this forever ago. And I was like, writing your mission and values isn't just having it on a cup. It's the actions that you take to live to them, right? You guys talk (laughs) about it all the time. I emphasize it. And it's how you actionably use it internally and externally. This is why those memo leaks are damning. If you don't, (laughs) if you have two separate presences, right? Um, so there's the tactical, but let me give some contextual explanation of why the expectation is there. Cause a lot of people come to me and they're like, why is it there? And the reality is, is that since the seventies and eighties, the marketers and brandings of these industry of these companies, um, basically built a human being in these brands. Like think of Starbucks, think of Yeti, think of, et cetera. You think of a human being when you describe that Mm -hmm. person, right? Like the person that wears Uggs. The, the person that is Uggs as an example, right? Um, Tom Shoes, who's Tom Shoes, right? So mm-hmm. that you have Uggs, so that was a human being, and marketers is like, we want to connect at a human level, at a human being, so we can get people to buy more products. And then so consumers are like, cool, you're a human being. Are you therefore accountable? like a human right. being yes. Mm-hmm. at that point. So that's mm-hmm. the starting part. And then you have evolutions like Tom shoes. So these are social commerce companies. Yep. They may or may not be B Corps, but they basically give a percentage off or a percentage back to the community mm-hmm. in a specific way. Now it's kind of standard practice to basically have a giving back arm in whatever type of company that's there. Right. Um, and that's because of the evolution. It's like, do you either, are you held accountable, et cetera? And then we evolve into the change maker. So there is, this is a technical term. There is a Swedish or Switzerland researcher that coined this term, but basically in a nutshell, it is a human being or organization or company, large or small, who believes that they have the power to implement change, big or small, mm, right okay. now, All depending right. on organization, et cetera, they're different. And how I explain to my clients is that, Um, a lot of business owners are change makers, right? Like they realize they have power to implement change in their world. So again, if the... Mm -hmm expectation is you're human and you are accountable and then you're now actively making change this is now a you are responsible for some of these conversations keynote some right so there is a difference (laughs) yeah right so some so there's an active and then there's a passive change maker Mm -hmm. so passive change makers are those who just do good every single day and they do the work offline there's okay. saying that you do something, and then there's actually <laughs> doing something, right? So passive, right? Yes. So passive so change, yeah. right? mm-hmm. yes. so change makers—they don't care. They literally are just like, "I just do what I do, and I'm a good human." And mm-hmm. they uh, very often are ones where, like, I literally have to be like, "You're such a good human. Let me talk about you," and they're like, "Thanks, <laughs> awkward turtle." And then there are active change makers yeah. who are like, you know i really want to make a big old difference in this world and i really want to so we're talking like ben and jerry's level like we are going against white supremacy, like that level of it and they're very active they're very Mm -hmm. public and they recognize that when they are that active people are going to look through them through a microscope so whatever they say they have to do right now on social media, I made a post the other day saying the will work begins offline. So offline and technicality is offline the social media, AKA public sphere, Um, not digital versus physical in spaces, in case anyone is curious (laughs) of what I mean in language and terms, right? So it means that you have to make the decisions on what you stand behind and what you want. Now, depending on the company, some of the issues are directly related to it. So I wrote a blog called the crisis communication plan, part one and part two, one Mm -hmm. about here's the basics. And Mm -hmm here's all the people that have to be involved. So it's not just the internal team, but marketing and PR mm-hmm. and culture all have to be there. And then the other blog was like, here's how to do it with it. navigating. It was my brain of being like, I'm human. I cannot have AAPI conversations four times with clients. So I'm going to send you this blog and then have the <laughs> tactics. So that was, that was like, hey, a mental yeah. check. And that was it. Um, but the idea of it is that we have in our values specific topics in the world that we want to go after. So I use Tom's shoes as an example, sustainability, Mm -hmm. supporting economics, right? So those three topics and anything that directly affects their business, they have an active voice and expectation for them to speak on. However, situations like like other specific things like abortion or not abortion, unless it does not relate to them specifically, they don't need to have a public thing to say. Now, that doesn't mean as like in if I were in the recruiting world and I want to know what their policies are, like that needs to be available, but it doesn't mean I need to blast it on social media, right? So right. it's like it's and it doesn't mean I that always you always bullet, but you don't have yeah. to pick up every cause. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. social media at its core is a gigantic digital networking room. You don't walk into a networking room yelling all of the things right like that's not the intention if that was the case that would be the craziest networking room i've ever walked into also super right? ineffective also, people will be like what that sounds is-
0: like twitter doesn't
1: it <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right so things, like those all the, all the time and then you have elon musk like talking through yeah. all of that on the set. that's a whole a- other podcast <laughs> yeah Just a whole
2: other deal yeah thanks for so, coming but- to austin elon <laughs>
1: so so basically in when we talk about crisis communication and things like this is acknowledging where you are and how big it's going right so for and it applies not just in the social side but also in your whole entire marketing wheel and your internal cultural space so if we use the unfortunate example of the mass shootings within texas um in the In the internal space, announcing it internally, of course, to your community, making sure and double checking, et cetera, if you're a company that directly operates out of Texas. And um, on the public side, if you are a company that is headquartered out of Texas, it does make sense for you to acknowledge it. It does make sense for you to talk about it in some certain space or time. Um, For me to make that post is because I had people constantly pop up in my radar, Mm -hmm. just thwarted by it and i was like this is not a conversation that i can even talk about in a one-hour one-to-one that is a deep theoretical dive and unless you're a super mega nerd like me who spent multiple way too many hours watching world war ii docs like that's (laughs) the level of need to just like (laughs) drop it off in a hat and talk about it right so Mm -hmm. it's about like where that needs to go and how to talk about that and but even in PR, it's like, we, like, I have a client that we were talking PR and like, they're like, oh, we didn't do, we didn't go after Texas outlets because it covered Texas. And I was like, that shooting went all the way to China. Like my grandmother on the phone was like, there was a shooting in Texas. And I was like, there were actually five shootings in the United States in the same week. And my grandma was like, what is going on? <laughs> and I was like, uh, the same question could also be asked of the UK with their knife violence and China with their XYZ violence. And every country, every country has a problem because human beings have been killing human beings since the dawn of time, right? Like that's the sad, unfortunate truth, right? Anyway, that's a- But
2: you have to, you have to as a company start trying to figure out what do I need to put my voice into and what do I not? And you kind of mentioned the the people who are doing good quietly, they don't need to post about it. And the people mm-hmm. who are doing good loudly, and they're making sure that they're what they're doing is in line. They know they're under a microscope. But I think what you didn't mention is that you can swing the pendulum to the side where you're being loud about something, but you are not in line with that.
1: Mm, you know? And I yes. think about,
2: um, you know, uh, in Pride Month, the amount of companies mm-hmm. that sell Pride-themed things, but they don't necessarily so, give well, any that's of that capitalizing back to your cars. on
1: right yeah and so that's like people, breast cancer awareness and you're yes, like this is yeah. a pink thing and then you're like how much how much actually goes did you yeah. get
2: to breast cancer research and it's like "Crickets." Yeah. and so i think i think I, I would love to hear you speak a little bit to that too and the importance of having some receipts if you're going to post about a cause What are right your thoughts about so
1: that? it is like um twofolds it's the it's the i support this in conversation and i support it within my community right so there's Mm -hmm. the community Mm -hmm. impact beyond the transactional sale and then there's the transactional sale so what you've seen historically and this falls under the category of social commerce there are companies that are true social commerce brands and then there are ones that try to be social commerce so the pride month so the the um breast cancer awareness and things like that, right, where it becomes capitalized and then it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. At that yeah. point. So that's because it's transactional marketing. So asking to do receipts, those are due, due diligence and accreditation and stuff like that. But at the core of that, that's like a cop out to be social commerce and and donate money to it and stuff like that, um, which when we talk about transactions and money and stuff like that, which is the antithesis of human centered marketing, you then go into the realms of like what companies are supporting, what political party and lobbying and stuff like that, which is a whole kettle of fish on and of itself. Yes. Yes. A whole different podcast, but they, I I do want to differentiate that nuance, right? When we're talking about um, anything that is publicly available, we are in the information era. There's, there's, we are in that era and anyone can pull up a Google and think like a college student researcher and find, like think of when you were in college and the bibliography that you create, right? Like that's like investigative journalism baseline, right? Or, or any researcher in that space. So anyone, if they decided to can find information online Mm -hmm. and when you're, balancing the reputation of a brand it's about this goes back to my earlier point of when we create a crisis communication plan that is aligned to our values and we're talking right. about specific topics those people need to be in the room so that pr person and social media person yep. needs to be in the same room as the CEO, as the X Y Z C exec that's making the final decision, right, um, and deciding that, and then it's also deciding like where does your voice fit into it? Does it make sense right. to yep. like capitalize on it at all, and does that leave like an awkward taste in people's mouths, right? Like, and the thing is the baseline for anyone that's listening to this, who they're they're afraid of cancel culture, like they're afraid Mm -hmm. to do a capitalistic Mm -hmm. thing because of cancel culture or whatever, is like, think about it at the end of the day of yourself as a consumer, because the reality is anyone that works for a company is a consumer, right? (laughs) Right? So you are actually probably the best iteration of a consumer. And if you're not, that's a totally different kettle of fish (laughs) of like, does that make sense for you to be working for XYZ company? I digress, right? So the um, <laughs> um, so if you are making the decision of should we capitalize on this in terms of it, it's deciding like, is that the best use of our time? Because creating X amount of breast cancer awareness products also is uses of resources, time, and investment in marketing, right? So it's not just can I make more money in ROI and capitalize on this opportunity. Or can I do an XYZ event and continuously selling my products on those there that way, but create a larger impact? Or can I speak as a part of a panel? Can I support a conference? Can I support something Mm -hmm. like that? And your customer recognizes that what you're doing is still good, even though you're not selling this pink product in that space. Yeah.
2: I think as you're thinking about social media through the lens of leadership, you have to be thinking about are you throwing your voice in just to like be part of the trend or are you actually trying to lead with your actions as well as what you're posting um and I think you're really good at helping people key into those
1: values yeah right and for and I do want to add to that is like um you I have clients that come to me that they're like sometimes I don't feel like it's my place but mm-hmm. I still am a supporter. So Pride Month is a great example. They're like, I want to be a place, but I'm not LGBTQ. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an ally. And I'm like, great, who in your network is LGBTQ? Can you support their voices? It's mm-hmm. not about mm-hmm. everybody dumping their voice, it could just be let's acknowledge who are the main voices that we rise up instead (laughs) like that is Mm. same use of your time Mm -hmm. and effort and same ability intention of making a good impact without needing to be like me 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 all the time right absolutely (laughs) i I love that
0: yeah so as we bring today's conversation (laughs) for landing roan can how can our listeners engage with you and your work
1: So you can follow me on Instagram or visit my website at rxuconsulting.com. I do have a blog going on or check out my YouTube. I will be launching lots of videos coming your way on the basics of human-centered marketing. And yeah, so follow me on social media. All the links are somewhere around the description box. Put them in the show notes. In the show notes. notes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, Ron, thanks so much for being here. And to you, our dear listener, thanks for tuning in to the Kimberlyn Code Show, where we endorse roller rinks and drive in movie theaters as important <laughs> institutions of higher learning. We'll see you next time. Cheers. And we're back. <laughs> After having a fantastic conversation with Rowan, lots of good stuff for us to yeah. mentally chew on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I was noticing as, as Rowan was really pulling out that human centered connection. Mm, yep. Because so much of business happens person to person that's not on social. <gasps> Right, yeah, <laughs> it's not on YouTube. the biggest the biggest business deals that I've observed and witnessed, they're not happening on social, you mm-hmm. know it's they're happening between people in oftentimes closed rooms where people have connectivity, they have network, they have community. Yeah. those are like the, the the centralized pieces of of you know it's obviously the old adage is who you know, right? Yeah. And there's a lot to that
2: and really, I mean, if you're a social student's job, it's not replacing that, it's teeing that up, right, you know? Right. And Vern's really so good at that particular piece of helping people kind of put social in the right place.
0: Mm. And I
2: think what, what I would add in terms of what stands out to me is that when you're in a situation where something's happening in the world and you're asking a question like, should we as a company comment on this? Then there's a couple of filters that she uses with her clients as they figure out like, are we leaders in this space? And, you know, one of them is, is this in line with our customer base or our mission and values? And do we know why we're commenting on it? Because otherwise we're going to have to comment on every single thing and we will lose the sense of who we are in our, the way that we're expressing.
0: Right, right. Um,
2: and then also the piece of if we're going to comment on this, if we're going to try to act as leaders and thought leaders in this space, are we really putting our money where our mouth is? Do we have receipts? Is, are we taking action about something? If we're going to come outside of our brand to say, this is what's happening and this is our feeling about it, then is there any action behind that? Because it is findable. And we are definitely coming into a generation where people are not scared to look like, did you actually do anything? <laughs> you know, right, Especially right. if you're going to do something on behalf of a particular group but then not share any of the profits, that kind of thing. And so so there's there's a high value in choosing what you're going to comment on, but then also how are you supporting the comments that you're making? And yep. that's where like the true leadership is going to come through in that social media and marketing space, I think.
0: Yep. You can say lots of words. People do. (laughs) You do. (laughs) For sure. sure. But yeah, Yeah. you got to have that action to follow it up. Awesome. So, once again, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you want to tune in to more, you can catch us over at Kimberly and Coach.com. See you next time.
2: Cheers.